Good morning. How you guys doing? Today's an awesome day. Kiwal, I want to say thank you. You just summed up my preach in two sentences. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, how did you know? Can we just put the first slide up of what, we're, what, what today's all about? Will you go? So, what... Kiwal summed it up. Will you go into what God's called you to do? And I'm going to go and sit down now. Thank you. No, I won't really. We have heard so many amazing things on what God is doing through this church. In Egypt, in Zambia... All over the world where we're going, we're seeing amazing things happen. We're seeing the Great Commission fulfilled throughout this church. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, come on. That's really exciting. We're seeing so many things happen, which I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. I love that. Um, But at the same time, I say to myself, are we going to Manchester? Because we can go to all over the world and we can see all these different nations, but actually all the nations are here in Manchester. You walk down the street and you'll hear Farsi, you'll hear Polish, you'll hear all sorts of different languages, but are we actually taking the gospel to those guys here in Manchester, not just to other countries? And that's a question that I've been asking myself. And God's been really speaking to me recently about will I go? Will I go? Will I fulfill the call that God's called me to do? Will I step out and will I adventure into the things that I'm going to do? So before I carry on, let me pray, because we want it to come from God today, all right? So let's just pray. Yeah, Father God, we want to thank you that you are the God that is mighty, that is holy, that is worthy. That you are the God that is so concerned about people and people getting saved in in this world. And Lord God, today we just give you um, everything that I'm going to talk. I ask you to take over and make me speak the things that you want me to speak and only what you want me to speak in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. So what we're going to do, before we carry on, let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18 and to 20. Okay, and that's a great commission. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been, give, sorry, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Awesome. That's a promise to me and you. That's pretty cool. It wasn't just to the disciples, it was promised to me and you right now. You guys know that, right? Oh, come on, guys, you know me now. You know that, right? Thank you. You need to be a bit more active. Talk to me back, all right? I always feel like I'm here by myself and you're falling asleep. Are you falling asleep? Am I boring? That wasn't very convincing. I'm a bit worried now. (laughs) Am I boring? Good, okay. I can start dancing if you want and singing, but you really don't want that. Everyone's going, no, no, don't do that. Okay. So... The Great Commission, we are called to go, all right? We're called to do something amazing. We're called to tell people about who Jesus is, yeah? The one thing that's got me, as you know, well, some of you might know, I'm a swimming teacher by trade, so I work in swimming pools and I teach little kids how to swim. Um, I teach adults to swim. Um, I have a very, very glamorous job, as maybe some of you remember. I have kids wee on me all the time. I have kids cry on me. I have kids be sick on me. I love my job. It's awesome. But, do you know what? At work, I've seen amazing things. God's done amazing things. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when I told you, there was one lady who had a, who had a sister who was in a coma 
And I went, oh, I'll pray for her. I went and prayed, and the next day she came out of a coma. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And then I've prayed for other people, and things have happened. And I'm like, oh, my word, this is awesome. God, you're real. Um, but I've come into this sort of season at the moment, which I'm not really liking. I'm having to tell people that I'm a Christian. I don't like that. Like, surely I shouldn't have to tell people that I'm a Christian. People should recognise that there's something different about me. Are you with me? Like, I, I, I was talking to one person and, and I, I was just talking to him about stuff, life, about films, I think. And, and I said, oh, yeah, I do another job out of, outside, of, outside of this. And he was like, oh, right, what do you do? I went, oh, well, I, I'm a pastor in a church. And he went, you, a pastor? And I was like, right, that could be a good thing or a very bad thing. So I'm going to go with the good thing for now until he says otherwise. So um, I was like, oh, no, this is not good. Um, but yeah, he said, you, a pastor. And I was like, yeah. What's wrong with that? He was like, oh, well, nothing. And walked off. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, but, you know, like, I shouldn't have to tell people that I'm a Christian or I'm a pastor. People should recognize something on my life or in how I live differently. Do you agree? Because us as Christians, we're called to live something different, aren't we? Right, can we have all the lights off for a second? Oh, it's gone dark. Can I have all the, all the doors shut as well? Okay, have you been to cinema recently? Some of you have been to cinema. I went to see a film the other day, and, and there's a bit in the film which it just goes dark for a second, and all of a sudden it goes, darkness. Something like, it tickles the senses. And I was like, ooh, it does, yeah. He's like, it, oh, look, it's really dark now. He was like, it makes you feel, or whatever he says. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? God spoke to me in that moment, and he went, that's what Christians are like. You're in darkness, and all you hear is, hello, I'm a Christian. Hello, I'm a Christian. Can you see me? Can you actually see me? Okay, imagine you can't see me, all right? I'm invisible. You can't see me now, all right? Close your eyes or something, I don't know. But anyway, um, so we, I, I was sitting in darkness, and it was pitch black. And I was like, wow, someone's got torches on their glasses. That is awesome. I really like your glasses, sir. Um, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so I, I just said it's darkness. It tickles your senses. It makes your ears listen more, or something like that. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Us as Christians, we're like that. We're in a dark world, and all, all people hear is, I'm a Christian, I go to church. And I don't think that's very good. Because we're in a dark world, and all they hear is, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But really, we should be like, hey, I'm a Christian, look at me, I'm really bright. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah? Because sometimes we can easily go, like this, sorry. I'm a Christian, yeah. I go to church, I do this, I do that, and we live a completely other life. Like we show something else from our body language. You know, most of our communication is, let me switch this on for a second. You know, a lot of our, our, um, our communication is through body language. You know that, right? And we only talk as a little bit that's not that people come across. Thank you. Um, so what we do is we have to show people we're a Christian through how we act, not just in how we speak. Are you with me? Can we have the lights off one more time? Sorry. I hope I don't blow any bulbs. Okay, so we're Christian. We're talking, in, we're talking just, we're talking we're a Christian. That's it. Every so often we have a, hey, how you doing? I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm still a Christian though. Uh, 
Are you with me? We can easily just sometimes go, I'm going to walk in the will of God right now. Hey, yeah, this is really, really good. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to do my own thing again. Hey, has that happened to all of us, right? That happens so much to us. We sometimes go, yes, I'm going to step into the call of God. I'm going to step into the call of God. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm doing amazing things and I want to do my own thing again. Right? And God's actually like, no, guys, come on. I want you to be like this the whole time and switch the light on and be in my call, what I've called you to do all the time and shining brightly. Yeah? Okay, can I have the lights on again? Is that okay? Okay. So, are you with me? That's right, isn't it? Sometimes we can shine so bright, brightly for God and then all of a sudden we're just like, I'm a Christian again and live a completely other lifestyle. It happens to me. I must be doing something wrong at work because, I want to be real with you, I'm not perfect just because I'm standing up here, but I must be doing something wrong at work because people do not recognise I'm a Christian. And that's hard hitting. Isn't that hard hitting? If people don't come up to you and go, oh, there's something different about you, are we living a right life? Maybe sometimes. But to me, in my work, I want to be so bright that people are like, oh my word, what is up with you? You know, and I'm like, well, actually, I'm a Christian. Really? Yeah. So, when we talk to people about the gospel, do you think we should just tell people all the time and be Bible bashers? You know what I mean by Bible bashers? Yeah, some of you might know, some of you might not. For those who don't, not language, your uh, English is not your first language. Bible basher is someone who goes around and tells people about Jesus just non-stop. And it's like hitting people with a Bible. If someone comes up to you and hits you with a Bible, James, do you like this? No, no, no. No, you don't, no. That's what some people are like. If you just go up to people and start smacking them with the gospel all the time, they're like, man, go away. What's wrong with you? You're a Bible basher. When I first became a Christian, people went to me, oh, no, great, that's it. You become one of those weird Bible bashers, aren't you? That's right. Yeah, you are. And I was like, I can bash you with the Bible if you want, but I'm not going to be one of them. Because I know, my, my father always said to me, he went, Barney, if you want to preach the preach gospel, he went, do it in how you act and in how you live your life. Don't always tell people, I'm a Christian, God save you. Yeah, that is a time for that, but in how we live and in how we act and in how we show our work colleagues in how we live, that is so much more impacting than anything else. I work in a society, or in a society, in, in a culture where, um, obviously on a swimming pool, people come in and out in swimming costumes and stuff, and lifeguards, young men, Okay, you know where I'm going with this. I'm like, whoa, there's lots of girls in here. I won't say what they say or anything like that. Um, and in that moment, I can either step into their culture and go, yeah, oh, well, yeah, okay, or go, I'm going to walk away. And that's a very drastic thing in the culture I'm in at work, but in your workplaces or in your schools or in your environments, what cultures happen there where you're actually stepping into stuff and going, I'm being part of this, it's not going to hurt anyone, but actually I need to step away from that. Do you know what I mean? Because when you step away from things like that, people, you don't need to tell people you're a Christian. They're going to come up to you and go, hey, mate, what's different about you? Why, why don't you do that? Well, um, I'm a Christian. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. And then I'm sure... Like Keeble said, someone will go, ah, oh, here's my number. When you're next round, let me know more about that Christian stuff because I see something different on your life. Because that's what happened pretty much, wasn't it? You, you told someone what happened and they were like, why are you here? And you told them and they're like, wow, I want to know more. 
Like, God does things like that. That's awesome. I think that's pretty cool anyway. Don't know about you lot. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. So, how we live is so important. It is so important to preach the gospel, all right, in how we, how we live, not always say stuff. So we're going to go to Acts 2, 1 to 13. And this is um, on the day of Pentecost. So all the disciples are in a room, okay, and they're all there and they're, and they're, and they're praying, they're just staying in this room. And do you know what? I turned to this the other day and something stuck out to me so strongly that I was like, oh my word, I've got to, I've, I've got to like, share this. So let's just read it. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring, a roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues, um, flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At, the, sorry, at that time, there were devoted Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. They heard a loud noise. Every one came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. We're going to stop there for one second. The disciples were doing their own thing in a room. Okay? They weren't really focused about anyone else outside of that room. Are you with me? That's what it says, right? They were, they were caught up in meeting with God and, and God just turned up. They made a loud noise, not to outside, but to inside to God. Okay? You with me, right? Everyone came running. People were attracted to what they were doing. And that's what we have to be like. We have to be so caught up in God that we make a noise in how we live. Because people will come running and they'll be bewildered and they'll be like, oh my goodness, what on earth is this all about? Are you with me? Okay, let's carry on. Um, I think it's the next one. Um, they were completely amazed. How can this be? They explained. These people are all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are. I won't say all these names. Go past the names. Thank you. I thought you weren't going to do it then. I was like, you're going to make me say these. Um, and then they were all here. Sorry. And, all, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about wonderful things of God has done. And they stood. And they stood. They were amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked to, one another, to each other. But others in the crowd recognized. I can't say that word, but you know what it says. Um, then saying, just, they're just drunk, that's all. Do you know what? When we make a noise for God in how we live, it affects other people. People are like, oh my goodness, what is that? What is going on? Why are you living so differently? When I read that, I was like, do you know what? We do the wrong thing sometimes, I think. We go out and we go to work, possibly, I do sometimes, and I go, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I do this, I do that, I do this. And everyone's like, I don't care what you do outside of work. I used to work in a hospital. And there was, um, there was this one lady there. And I, and she, I don't think she really liked me, um, to, be, to be blunt, okay? And I, one day I turned around to her, because basically I was a cleaner, okay? 
so I was a cleaner in, in, in this hospital, and I cleaned and stuff. And, and I was cleaning, and I, and I was talking about what I did outside of work. And one day she turned around to me, and she went, what do you think? Why would I care what you do outside of work? Why would I care if you're a pastor or not? I don't care about that. Go away. And I was like, oh, oh all right, sorry, I'll back off then. But do you know what? It got me thinking. I was being that light not being on. I'm just going, ba 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 and that doesn't actually bring any fruit. It doesn't bring anything good sometimes. Sometimes it, sometimes it can. There's a place for it. But sometimes it can actually bring condemnation on people. Are you with me? Because sometimes people can go, oh, you think you're better than me then, do you? Have you heard that before? If you said to people, you're a Christian. I have. I've said to people, hey, I'm a Christian. So you think you're better than me, do you? I'm like, no, no, don't hit me. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you I'm a Christian. But people sometimes think like that. They feel something just, something hits them. They're like, whoa, like, why do you think you're better than me? Because you're a Christian. But if we live in a certain way, then they start talking to you. And they're like, what's up with you? I'm a Christian. All right, that's cool. Is this a bit too simple? Are you with me? It's good, yeah? Good. Okay, keep going. I like that. Thank you. Okay, so will you go? Are you acting in the right way that you can go to your mission field? Where is your mission field? Where, where is your mission field in Manchester? You can shout it out if you want. Okay, don't shout it out. Your mission field, okay. <laughs> your mission field is your workplaces, it's your family, it's your streets, it's, it's your friendship circles. Do you know what? I actually, outside of church, I don't have any Christian friends. And I really like that. I think it's really good. I don't, okay, maybe I have one or two, I think, yeah. I have one or two Christian friends, but, but the rest are not Christians. I love it. I love going to the pub with them and having a beer. It's awesome. I'm not saying drink a lot. I'm not saying that. I don't do that. Um, but I, I like going to the pub with my mates. I like sitting down and having a beer and having something to eat and just talking about life. And I tell you what, in that moment when you're doing that, without fail, people turn around to me and go, you're a Christian, why are you here? I'm like, well, I want to spend time with you. Why wouldn't I want to be here? And they're like, well, because you don't do that stuff, do you, Christians? And I'm like, of course we do. What's wrong with you? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Um, but I love spending time with non-Christians because that's my mission field. My mission field is not just coming to a Sunday morning, sitting in my seat and going, ah, I'm called to do what I'm called to do. No. That makes us no better than a snooker club. It doesn't, does it? Because they go with their cue, they go to snooker, they hit a couple of balls and they go, finished, and go away. They don't care about bringing their friends or anything like that. It's their little thing. And if we have that mentality, that's not right. God doesn't want that. I was speaking to Dave in the green room upstairs and he said to me, he went, Barney, do you realise I know a really good way to make this church bigger? Can I say this? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, really? What's that? And he went, if everyone bought one person. I was like, well, that's really simple. Do you know, if everyone bought one person to church, this church would double in size. That's not hard maths, right? Even I can do that. Okay? But then what happens if that person you bought to church brings another person as well? And then that person brings another person. And that person brings another person. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to, exp we're not called to expect people to walk past the top of the road and go, oh, there's a church down there. Oh, I've always wanted to go to church. People don't think like that, do they? 
They'll probably go, church, see you later. And they run out. When I tell people about church, they go, oh, yeah, you sit in your pews, right? And I'm like, no. So you have a, you have a, a really old person playing the organ? And I'm like, no. And they're like, yeah, and you just stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, speak in Latin. I'm like, what? I don't even know Latin. I can't even say a word in Latin. People say this to me, I promise you. And they're like, oh, so your church is a really big stone building? I'm like, no. They're like, what do you do then? And I'm like, well, I tell them. And they're like, oh, my word. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. I said, we, we have a really cool worship team. It's like a rock band. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it is. They jump. They're like, you jump in church? Uh, these are conversations that I have with people. Worship team, you were awesome today. That was really, really cool. Um, that was cool, wasn't it, today? That was awesome, right? Um, but I, I say that to people and they're like, hey, I think I've misunderstood church. I'm telling you the truth right now, okay? God's honest truth. Someone turned around to me and went, at church you worship a cross. And I went, what? I was like, what do you mean? They went, yeah, there's a big wooden cross and you just all like worship it, don't you? And I was like, mate, you have no idea. That is not what we do. And they were like, why, what do you do then? And I was like, well, we just like have talks, we sing, and we, we don't really have, we don't have a cross. Well, sometimes we do, but we don't worship it. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, why don't you come along? And he's like, well, I don't really want to worship a cross. And I'm like, no, we don't worship a cross. Okay, but these are just stuff that happen. And if it happens to me, I'm sure this stuff happens to you. Do you have people saying that church is a completely different concept of what it actually is to you? So if, if you say to someone, hey, let's go to church tomorrow, what, what are people going to say? Truthfully. They're going to say no, aren't they? They're going to be like, yeah, jog on, mate. No, worries. no, it's not going to happen. Jog on means go away. It's not going to happen. Um, sorry. Um, I, my Essex comes out of me sometimes. Um, so, and they say, no, that's not going to happen. If we want to bring people to church, it has to come out of relationship. It has to come out of people seeing us how we live in our mission fields. It has to be people going, I see something different in you. What is different in you? And then you start talking, you get a relationship, you get to know one another. And then you go, hey, look, you know you were talking about church the other day, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to come? Yeah, I'll come. It's awesome, isn't it? Like Community Fun Day, that was awesome. That was amazing. How many people did we bring to that? was really, really good. And that's what church is supposed to be about, isn't it? So, the guys in the upper room, going back to topic, sorry, I just go off a little bit every so often. You know that by now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you do. Um, okay, the disciples in, in the upper room, they were focusing their own thing. They were worshipping God, right? But as soon as these people came and ran to them, what did it say afterwards? I didn't read it. We didn't read it up there. But what happens afterwards? It says Peter spoke and let them know what was going on. And then 3,000 became Christians in that day alone. How cool is that? Just because they were focusing on God and in how they lived. Isn't it? They're like, I'm focusing on God and God alone. And in how I walk and how I live my life, I'm going to focus on God. And people were attracted to them. And out of that, 3,000 were saved or became Christians. Because going back to about living a different lifestyle... What lifestyle is that? What lifestyle are we supposed to live? Because we can, before I became a Christian, okay, I was brought up in a Christian household, but before I became a Christian, I honestly thought Christians stood like this all the time, with their hands crossed, because that was the only people I saw doing it. Hello. Nice to meet you. 
Bless you, my brother. I'm not your brother. <laughs> I had men hugging me. I was like, get away from me. Like, the, it, 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 it was a different culture, honestly. When I, I was brought up in a Christian household, and you... I'm sorry. <laughs> Where, people came up to me, and they came and hugged men. Like, when I was younger, I didn't want men to hug me. I know different cultures, but where I was from, there was a culture where you don't, have, don't do that. And I had men hugging me, older men hugging me. I was like, why are you hugging me? And then going, I love you, my brother. I was like, hang on. This is not cool right now. I don't know what you Christians are on about, but that's not for me. You know? We, we live in a society that sometimes doesn't need that to be all holy and righteous. But what we need is the nitty-gritty. I'm going to love you when no one else loves you. I'm going to keep you company when you're lonely. When you're hungry, I'm going to feed you. When someone's in prison, I'm going to come and visit you. When you don't have any clothes, I'm going to clothe you. That's what Jesus said, doesn't it? Didn't he? And that's what it is. That's what it's all about. That's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to be in that... In, we're supposed to be living that way that we can be so proactive with people that they cannot turn around and go you're really a Christian, but they go, yeah, I knew there was something different about you because of how you treated me, you know? It's like butter. I love butter. Does anyone else like butter? Yes. Yes, we love butter. This could be the butter church. No, okay, sorry. I had a look. Okay, um, so butter, okay, if you have butter that is, that is hard in a fridge and you try and cut it, what happens? You can't cut it, can you? And if you do, you get the rubbishest little bit. And it really annoys me, because I'm like, I want more butter. And then you try and spread it on bread, what happens? It ruins the bread. I'm like, butter, you were friends with me, now you're not. Okay? But if you have a nice, warm temperature bit of butter, right? And you cut it, it cuts really nicely, you spread it over the bread, and you can get it right to the edges. I don't know these people that don't cover the the butter all the way to the edges. If you don't do that, we need to pray for you, I think. So we do it all the way to the edges. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Here I go again. Okay. So you... <laughs> sorry. Um, so you have your butter, right? And, and you spread it nicely. It works really well and, it, and it's really good. And sometimes we can be like Christians, like that hard butter. We make it so hard to apply to people's lives that it actually ruins it for people. Are you, oh, that was good, wasn't it? That was good. Yeah. Come on, God. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> um, but warm butter, it makes your day happy. You start off with a good thing. You put it on your bread. And you're like, ah, oh, good butter. Now, butter on toast is a whole different level. Okay, so, but it is though, isn't it? If you have hard butter, it's like a hard skin and you, you try and cut it. And that's what we're like with some people. Or we can be like as Christians. We can be so out of the culture that we're reaching to. They're like, I don't know how to take you. Because when someone came up to me and went, oh, I love you, my brother. I was like, what? What are you on about? And then when I met someone who's like, hey, mate, how are you doing? All right. I'm like, oh, I can talk to you. I understand you. Hard butter, nice butter. Yeah? Okay. Are you going to remember my butter analogy? Yes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> See, we, 
we, we have to be people that is that we can connect with people. Okay, we're going to have to make it easy for people to connect with us in our mission place. Because if we don't, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to do anything. So, let's quickly turn to Acts 2, 4, 41 to 42, okay? And this is just after um, those 3,000 were saved and what, what the disciples did then. Just to let you guys know, I know you know this already because you, you know a lot about the Bible, but in those times, there was no New Testament, right? They just had the Old Testament. Yeah? So who did the disciples learn stuff from? Jesus. Right? So let's just read this. Those who believed that Peter, sorry, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000, um, yeah, about 3,000 in all. All all the believers devote themselves to the, apostles' te- to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed mer- many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in their homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared in the meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all, peop- of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved, or those who were being Christians. These guys are living out the Great Commission. That is the Great Commission broken apart for us. Yeah, the Great Commission is go and make disciples, but that's what it looks like, isn't it? That's what Jesus said. He said, when I was, you know, when uh, Jesus says, uh, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink and so on. And those, he said, and, and they were like, when did we see you? It's like, oh, well, when, uh, when you, what you did to the least of these, you did to me. And when he said to the others who didn't do it, they were like, but we didn't see you. He said, well, I didn't know you, you know? And this is what the Great Commission is. It's going out and doing this stuff to our communities. It's going out and going, do you know what? I'm actually going to go and meet with some people. I'm going to disciple them. I'm going I'm to talk to them. You know, discipleship just doesn't start when they become Christians. This is, this is what I think. Discipleship starts when they're not Christians. Because you've got to spend time with them. You've got to tell them about Jesus first, who he is. So all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles and the teaching, the fellowship and sharing each other's meals. Who did they see do that? Jesus. The disciples did it every single day and they replicated everything that Jesus did in every single point that we just said there. So why are we not doing it now? Why are we not doing that? Because surely if that worked then, something's not working now. Because if that was happening now, all those empty seats next to you would be filled. That is the truth, isn't it? Like, I know Mark and Simone, they spend so much time with their schoolmates or their kids' parents' schoolmates. Yeah? Yeah. And they invest into them. They spend time with them. They take them out. They, they do, they're, they're there when things are hard. And they're, they're discipling their friends even though they're not Christians. They're telling them about Jesus all the time in how they act. But if, but if we're not doing that, we're not reaching the people we're supposed to reach. Because why are we... Okay, if we're supposed to be a light on a hill that cannot be hidden, and if we're acting like everyone else, are we being a light on a hill? 
we're being that light that's not on. Because they don't see anything different. They just hear you talking. They hear me talking. It's funny because at Christmas, someone said, oh, yeah, we, at my work, they said, well, yeah, we, we, we got chucked out of our house at Christmas and we had to go and live with my grandma. And I was like, oh, mate, that sucks. He was like, yeah, yeah. It was really, really hard. I went, why didn't you tell me? He was like, well, I didn't think you'd really care. And I was like, mate, I would have bought you a turkey or we would have like, had some food together. You could have come around our house and we could have like, done all sorts of stuff. And he went, but why would you do that? And I was like, because I love you, man. I didn't, I didn't actually say I love you. I, I went, because you're my friend. <laughs> and, and he went, oh, right, okay, thanks. Well, next time. I was like, yeah. But do you know what? Well, I hope he doesn't get thrown out of his house again. But next time he needs something, hopefully he'll come to me. But do you know what? That's the world we live in. People don't care about other people. If you're in hardship, who really cares? It's a dog-eat-dog world. Am I right? But us as Christians, when we step in and we go, hey, something bad's happened to you, let me help you. They're like, what? Why are you doing this for? Well, because Jesus did it for me, so let me do it to you. You know? That's how we're supposed to be living. That's how we're supposed to be cutting the soft butter. That didn't get a good sponsor. I thought it would, but there you are. Okay. <laughs> See, the disciples saw amazing things happen. They saw people adding to their number daily because of what they were doing, how they were clothing people, how they were spending time with people. They were light on the hill. They were the salt of the earth. They were making... The, you know when you have food without salt in? Does it taste nice? Oh, sorry, it does. <laughs> I'm very unhealthy. When I have food in without salt in, it's disgusting. Except for when I'm at your house. And it's lovely. <laughs> but, you know, some, if some people don't like food without salt... Am I right? Yeah, it's not just me. Good. Okay. Um, but when, when you have a salt in, it's not that nice. It's like, oh, yeah. But when you put a bit of salt in, a bit of this, a bit of that, you're like, oh, that sounds, that's lovely. And that's how we're supposed to be as Christians. Are you with me? Cool. Can I have the worship team up? Is that all right? Thank you. So what we're going to do, I, do you know what? When I was prepping for today, I, God just showed me a picture. And he showed me a picture of an oven switch. God speaks to me in really weird ways. He showed me a picture of an oven switch with a red switch on it, okay? And you know with oven switches, when they're switched on, you have a red switch and you have a little red light that switches on. Yeah? He showed me a picture of, them, of that. And he was like, Barney, you're that oven switch without the red light. And I was like, ouch. I was like, that's really not good. And he was like, so what I want to do is I want to switch you on so you can step into the calling, so you can be the soft butter to reach the people that you need, so you can actually be going against the culture instead of with the culture. Do you remember that advert, you are not a salmon? Do you remember that advert? No? There was an advert about Kit Kat, and this guy was standing on the, on the edge of a river, and he was seeing all these salmons fly up the river, and they were like flapping about and then going falling back because they couldn't get up. And this guy just went, oh, that's too much hard work. Pulled out a Kit Kat and ate it. And he went, it's time to have a break, have a Kit Kat. Remember, you're not a salmon. And I was like, and that's just stuck with me. We're not, spo- <laughs> We're not supposed to sit back and do nothing and have a Kit Kat. We're supposed to be a salmon that goes against the culture. We're supposed to swim up the stream and go, guys, you know what? Come up with me. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, there's going to be times when you have to fall back and people say, I don't want that. But then you go again. It doesn't matter. Are you with me? So I just want everyone to stand up for a second.
I, I just really felt that God was putting a, a call to action out there in this church. I felt that he was saying, do you know what? Today, I, I actually want you all to be switched on. I don't want you to be switched off. I don't want you to be a light that is not bright, but I actually want to switch you on so you're so bright that you shine out. Because do you know what? We've got summer coming up and we're doing a series about missions and about stuff in all different countries. And it's a great chance to bring friends. It really is a great chance to bring friends. And I really believe God wants to switch people on here today. And it's almost like a call to action. And I want you guys to be bold, okay? And if you know that you're not living what God has called you to live, if you know you're not really stepping out in the way that God wants you to step out, if you know you're being hard butter instead of soft butter and you're not reaching your communities, if you know you're not doing what the disciples did by meeting people and, and helping people, and you know something inside you, like, actually, I know I've got to live something a bit different because the Great Commission isn't a, oh, yeah, if you want, it's like, go and do. It's not, maybe if you want to do it, it's like, actually, get off your blessed assurance, your bottom, and go and do something. Are you with me? And if, if that is with you today, no one's going to pray with you. This is between you and God. We're, we're, we're going to play a song in a minute if that's all right, worship team. And I, all those people who go, do you know what? I know I haven't been living to scratch. I know I haven't been doing it. God, I actually want you to switch me on. I want you to come forward and I just want you to make a step of faith and going, God, do you know what? I'm coming to action with you. Because sometimes it's not to get people to come to the front. It's not about that. But sometimes we've got to make a physical step out in the physical. So in the spiritual, it actually changes you as well. Because when that happens, stuff changes. Because it's almost like a snake, Okay bit weird I know but a snake he has to crawl out of his old skin to step into something new if he was stuck in his old skin he wouldn't be able to grow anywhere he wouldn't be able to do anything and I just feel God is saying I'm not saying you're snakes I'm just saying you've got to step out of something if you know it's you you've got to step out of something and step into something new okay okay I really believe God is going to show you stuff he's going to give you blueprints he's going to show you stuff straight away do you know what if if you guys responded say, I know God is going to do something in your life. I know for a fact something is going to happen. I know because you've stepped forward today. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because God never lets you down. When you step out, God goes, I'm going to back you the whole way. Don't you worry. I'm going to show you stuff. I'm going to... And I really believe that you're going to see miracles in your workplaces. I see you're going to see people saved. I believe you're going to see people come to church. That is awesome. Awesome.